the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Uh, Came across an interesting article at uh, Christianity Today. Uh, just, just as an aside, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Christianity Today any longer uh, because of the new editorial leadership. But that's that's another topic for another day. Uh, anyway, came across this article. Uh, wasn't published today. It was a few days ago. But the headline: Can self help books really help? Well, this is of special interest to me because um, when Joy and I had the privilege of doing a cross-power weekend at a local church, one of the sessions, and I think one of the more important sessions that I teach on those weekends, is the great self-esteem hoax. I introduce it by saying the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the church is the self-esteem hoax. Now, in just a minute, I'll explain what I mean by that. Let me, uh, let me read just a little bit of this article to you from Christianity Today. Today, more than 10 million self-help books are sold annually. 10 million self-help books are sold annually. And then it goes kind of into the history of modern-day self-help books, who began the movement, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it gets into, is there much difference between the self-help books that are purely secular and those that are purportedly Christian. And the conclusion I would agree with, not much. In fact, let me read this uh, a portion of a paragraph to you. Today, the gap between self-help and spiritual living books is almost non-existent with readers and authors traversing it effortlessly. Let me read that to you again, and listen carefully. Today the gap between self-help and spiritual living books. Now that's the spiritual, the spiritualized title, or... uh, the title, description of the self-help books that are actually Christian. See, you would never, 
well, some would, I suppose, but for the most part, Christian self-help books are not called Christian self-help books. Now, that's what they are. It's a little bit of pop psychology with a few scriptures thrown in here and there. But they're not called spiritual self-help books. According to this article, I would agree, they're called things like spiritual living books. Yeah, but basically they are just self-help. Now, I don't have time to go into great depth by any means. Uh, If you want depth, invite Joy and I to come to your church and do a cross-power weekend. But let me kind of summarize. When we are, I say we in a very broad general sense, when we begin dealing with other people who are struggling, so often, so often the diagnosis or even the self-diagnosis is, well, they have low self-esteem. So what is the answer to low self-esteem? Well, high self-esteem. Well, how do you gain high self-esteem? By exalting self. You are a wonderful person. Be your, or live your best life now. Or should I say, live your best life now. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, you are, um, you are better than you think you are. You are better than other people think you are. Uh, and then we can even spiritualize it more uh, by saying things that sound really wonderful and on the surface are true. God created you in a wonderful way. You are unique. And those are, those are true. But the underlying principle in this self-help movement, even from the Christian perspective, is... You can help yourself just by thinking positive things. That's what you need to do. You need to think positively about yourself. Well, there's a problem with that. One of the most important portions of the New Testament concerning Christian living, I believe, is found in Romans chapter 7, where Paul, the great apostle—and by the way, when Paul wrote Romans 7, he was not a new believer— He was a mature, seasoned believer. He had walked with God for many years and was obviously one of the most mature Christians that ever lived, or God wouldn't have trusted him to write nearly three-fourths of the New Testament. And yet at the peak of his spiritual maturity, in Romans chapter 7, Paul makes a startling confession. And this is the Bernie paraphrase, okay? Paul says, oh, man, everything I'm supposed to do, I don't do. And everything I'm not supposed to do, that's what I end up doing. His frustration was so great that he cried out, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He's agonizing over this. Well, right in the middle of that confession, Paul gives us the key. He says, In me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. 
nothing. Paul says, in my flesh. Now, what's the flesh? Your self-life. Self and flesh in Scripture are basically synonymous. When you're talking about the self, you're talking about the flesh. When you're talking about the flesh, you're talking about the self-life. And Paul concluded there is nothing, nothing, nothing good, redeemable about our flesh. Nothing. In me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. Paul reveals that his greatest enemy was not the devil, although the devil is an enemy. His greatest enemy was his own uncrucified, rebellious, dirty, filthy flesh. And there was nothing good in his flesh. Uh, Anybody see a problem? So if the answer to our problems are greater self-esteem, are we not exalting that which Paul said we should be crucifying? You say, well, wait a minute, Bob. I'm, I'm, I'm really confused. Well, hang with me. I've got to take a break. But, but hang with me. This is really important. Because so many Christians are caught up in the self-esteem movement. Oh, they use different terms. So many Christian books are nothing but self-help pop psychology disguised in a robe of Scripture. We'll be back. God's Word and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. How many times have you heard someone say, well, her problem is she suffers from low self-esteem. Or his problem is he suffers from low self-esteem. So what is the answer? You build their self-esteem. And how do you build someone's self-esteem? By telling them how wonderful they are, what a great person they are, etc., etc., etc. Now, there's only one problem. Paul said there was nothing good in his self, his flesh. Now, I would imagine many of you are saying, well, Bob, what do you, you want us to wear, you know, uh, hair shirts Are we supposed to start self-flagellation? Are we supposed to start beating ourselves? Cutting ourselves and bleeding? No, 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 of course not. Here's what I'm trying to say. Let me lay down the principle and then let me explain it. We must get out of self-esteem and into Christ-esteem. Okay? Hang with me. All right? The root is, where do we seek our esteem? Where do we gain our esteem? 
Is it in what you and I accomplish in our flesh or what people say about us or what people think about us or what we think about ourselves? Or do we derive our esteem from what Christ has accomplished and what God has declared us to be in Christ? Oh, there's a world of difference. There is a world of difference. In my flesh, I'm a loser, folks, and so are you. In Christ, I'm forgiven. In Christ, I am justified. In Christ, I am heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. In Christ, I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ, I am forgiven. In fact, if I, it's like 35, 36, 37 times in the New Testament, we're declared to be something wonderful in Christ. A wonderful, glorious study is to simply look up that phrase, in Christ, in the New Testament, and find out what God has declared you to be because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Not because of anything you've done or could do. Not because of what other people say about you or think about you or what you think about yourself. Which is better? What people say about you or what God has declared you to be in Christ? Say, ah, Bob, you're splitting hairs. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not splitting hairs at all. Now, here's the problem. If we are going to operate by self-esteem, which is what the world tells us, you got to have self-esteem. And that's why those books, 10 million, listen, all 10 million of those self-help books that are sold annually, whether they're secular or Christian, almost all of them are designed to build up your self-esteem, to make you think better of yourself. That's their purpose. That's why they're called self-esteem help books. All right. If your esteem is determined by what you think about yourself or what other people think about you, how often can your self-esteem change? Like 128 times every day? You can be feeling just great about yourself, and you've got great self-esteem, and then somebody says something nasty to you, or you get a nasty email, or you get a nasty text, and all of a sudden, what you think about yourself goes from the penthouse to the basement. I mean, it can happen in a 30-second phone call, a 10-word text, a paragraph email, Your self-esteem bounces back and forth, back and forth, dependent upon what you are thinking about yourself, which is dependent upon what other people are saying, what other people are thinking, or just your own self-perception. All of those self-help books, you're wonderful, you're great, you're fantastic, blah, 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 can absolutely be destroyed 
by one bad circumstance, a couple of bad comments, a couple of bad weeks. But if your esteem is determined by what God says about you because of Christ, how often can that change? It doesn't. Because Jesus never changes. And that's why I say we must get out of self-esteem and into Christ-esteem. And I don't mean this as a commercial for cross-power ministries and a cross-power weekend that we do. But that's one of the things that we hit so heavy in a cross-power weekend when we go to a local church. What does God say about you? Forget about what other people think about you. Forget what your past says about you. Your past says you're a loser. Well, we're all losers in our flesh. But what happened when you accepted Christ as Savior? You were put into Christ. You were taken on a... I wish I could draw a diagram like, like I do on a cross-power weekend. We're taken out of Adam and we're put into Christ. And everything that is his becomes ours. And so my esteem is never dependent upon whether I'm having a good day or a bad day or whether people are saying nice things about me or nasty things about me. And by the way, if you do a talk show... You better hope that your self-esteem is not built on what people think about you and say about you. Some people say, Bob, how do you take all the criticism, the nasty emails? Because that's not where I get my esteem. That's not where I get my, quote, self-worth. I'm in Christ, and I am who he says I am. Not what other people think or what other people say I am. And that's why I say the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the church is the self-esteem hoax. So many churches are all about building up the you, making a better you. No, you need to find out who you are in Christ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.